Now, after all that, this is part of our preaching team. Justine, you don't need any introduction, so you're not getting one today. Okay? <laughs> Love you. He said, he said, you don't need an introduction because you're just normal now. It's like, oh, I get to do my own introduction. Hi, I'm Justine. I'm part of the teaching team here at Lake Sam. And um, full disclosure for you this morning. So last month when I was sharing with you, remember I went to the ER with a migraine and it continues. So I am not well and have crazy vertigo, so if I fall over, I'll just get up. But I was talking to Kurt yesterday, <laughs> and um, we were just talking through, like, what do you do when you're not well, and, and you don't know how it's going to end, and, but, you know, he's like, I can preach for you if you need me to, just tell me as soon as possible. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what, I could lay in bed and have vertigo, or I could come and talk about Jesus and have vertigo. So I have shopped till I dropped, and today we may talk about Jesus till I drop. But either way, just so you know. <laughs> and just pray for me. You know, last week, um, really, if you were not here last week and didn't hear the sermon, um, it's well worth your time. And I loved what Kurt said about we persist in asking God. We persist, we don't give up right? Our short-term, easy-fix, microwave society loves quick answers, and we are people who press in, right? We're people who wait on the Lord until we get an answer. So, <laughs> I am walking that literally today, <laughs> and I know many people in this room are also still asking God, heal me, free me, make a difference, and we expect He will. We know He will. He's that kind of God, right? Um, so if I'm holding my head weird, it's because you're all like this to me today. <laughs> so yeah, we're in our Empowered series. We're doing a, a series studying the book of Luke and Corinthians, and we're looking at how Jesus ministered in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus is our role model. And he even said, greater things than these you'll do, right? So we look at Jesus' life and we say, great, he's our blueprint, right? He's our role model. So we're going through the book of Luke and watching how he ministered. And today we're in Luke 11. Grab your Bibles. Actually, <laughs> I put it on the screen because I had to find an appropriate version of this. I surveyed several men on how I can word the scripture we're about to do, and I'm still deciding, will I go the appropriate route or the inappropriate route? I haven't decided yet. Are you excited? Inappropriate. inappropriate. My husband is rooting for the inappropriate as well. Anyway. <laughs> Talks about body parts. You ready? <laughs> Just to warn you. All right. Luke 11. One day. Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak, and when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. Praise the Lord, right? It's amazing. The crowds were amazed, but some of them said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. <laughs> so funny. Wow, we just saw a miracle. I bet, I bet he's like demonic. It's the only way this stuff could happen, right? 
Others, trying to test Jesus, demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority, like the previous one didn't count. Yeah, yeah, you did that. Now show us something, like, shiny and miraculous so we can believe. I've actually also thought that. Anyone else? God, I'd like a sign. He knew their thoughts, so he said, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed, and he launches into this fascinating discussion about demons, demonic possession, and how it all works. Not doing it today. (laughs) Kurt, it's yours. Put it down. We want to go back to this, okay? We're skipping over it because the speed bump for me in this passage as I read it is this chick down the bottom. So as he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out. Now listen to me. A woman in the crowd called out. That's actually significant in that culture. I think I'm going the inappropriate route, Greg. (laughs) And she called out, Jesus, you rock! She's like the first groupie. Think think like those girls screaming on the side of the road as the Beatles drove by. Ah, Jesus! And then her brain is clicking, right? And she's like, wow, you're amazing, you're amazing. Holy cats, your mother birthed you. Your mom's womb is blessed. And her boobs rock. They nursed you. Oh my gosh, Jesus. Like, can you see here? This is weird. That was the inappropriate version. So we, we're through. Okay. Sorry, Brad. Brad Barris was like, don't do it. It's Mary. Don't, you can't say that about her. Don't do it. There were worse words I could have used. And I did not, because I can filter on occasion. (laughs) But just picture this lady. She sees God. She's connecting the dots. Because here he is. He's explaining deep theological concepts to people who are against him. And the power of God is coming through his words. And she's like, OMG. It's God. And then she's piecing it together. Your mother is the most blessed human on the face of this planet. She grew you. God in a human. What? My mind is blown, right? I mean, miracle. It's a miracle that a human gave birth to God. The greatest miracle? The biggest? Maybe second, because it's a miracle that God died for us and we're set free, right? Miracle. Now, Jesus responds with, (laughs) but even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Okay. In your top 10 most blessed people of all time, who you got there? Mary, most blessed. I mean, the word even says she was blessed. Most favored of all women. I'm putting her at number one. Anyone else got pushback on that? Who's your number one? Like top 10 most blessed. Who you got? Abraham? Abraham? I was kind of digging the man in the cemetery who was um, lashed with chains all those years and then Jesus set him free of all those demons. And then everyone was like, that guy? Man, most blessed. Abraham. Who else you got? 
Mary Magdalene, oh my gosh, precious. Jesus changed her life. Most blessed, wouldn't you say? Miraculous. Lazarus? Whoa, whoa. To have been dead and brought back by Jesus? Blessed, yeah? Okay, how are we doing? Top 10, who else? Moses? Yeah, plucked from the river, spared from death, chosen to lead God's people, blessed. I see a hand at John the Baptist. Man, he was crazy Jesus freak. Got to baptize Jesus. Most blessed. Who? Joseph, man. David, despite his terrible, terrible choices. Blessed, blessed, right? Rahab, oh my gosh, Rahab the prostitute. Chosen to be part of the lineage of Christ. Paul, wow. Every reason in the world God had to not use him. Yes? Most pivotal New Testament writer we have, right? Great list, people. Most blessed. Even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. What? (laughs) What? We're in this series going after empowerment. We want to see the power of God. We want to see the Holy Spirit move, right? God is a miracle-working God, yes? We've seen it. We know he can. We know he does. More blessed than miracles is reading the Bible and doing it. That's not what I think. Anyone else? Do you think? Sure, miracles, whatever. I've read my Bible today. I am more blessed. (laughs) Have you ever thought that? Well, I'm not healed, but I have my Bible. What? So, in your packet today, you have a sheet. Uh, Can you hold that up for me, Greg? That one, yep. On the reverse side, there's a blank area for you to write. If you don't have one or a pen, please raise your hands and we're gonna get you a sheet of paper and a pen. Wave it like you're the queen so they can see you. I actually did not tell the ushers that we'd be doing this. I'm so sorry, Craig. We're gonna take some time to think about this because this is not what we expected. They're coming, keep your hands up. It's good for muscle building. (laughs) Have you ever got halfway through worship and you just want to have your hands up to Jesus and then you're like, the pain of my arms. And then I always think, but Jesus was nailed to a cross. I can endure. I know, Carrie, it's stupid. That's okay. So we're going to sit on this scripture for a second. But even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So we're going to take two to three minutes And would you think about it? (laughs) Think, what the heck is Jesus saying? Just jot down whatever comes to your mind. And would you pray about it? Would you ask God, what the heck? (laughs) What do you mean by this? What are the implications of this? Write down questions, contradictions, anything that just comes to mind. It's gonna take two to three minutes. And um, 
I'm just going to pray for us real quick. Father God, we want to understand your word. You said this, and we want to understand your heart. Lord, speak to us now. Stir our minds to understand your word right now. Amen. Feel free to chat to the person beside you when you're done and share your thoughts. I don't go to movie theaters where they tell you you can't speak during the movies. Does not work for me. I like to discuss if you're a verbal processor, it's fine. Just say, hey, I'm thinking this. All right, about 30 seconds more. Now you actually do have to tell someone beside you. <laughs> I warmed you up to that, didn't I? <laughs> Will you share a thought with someone beside you? Just look at your sheet and think, this is one I'd like to share, just a thought or a question or a comment. Find someone, turn around. If you're not sitting by someone, turn around and have a look around you and find someone. Because as we speak about these things, they become more real in our lives. I see you, find someone. Go, go talk to Carrie. Need to Carrie needs to tell you something.
Man, it's such, so lovely to hear everyone chatting right now. Part of me wants to let you keep going, and the other part of me wants to move on. Because here's what I want to do now. <laughs> Who wants to share a thought with everyone? All right, microphone, run back. What are our observations? Hi. I'm, um, I'm a, a person who has been saved by the blood of the Lamb, and I am more blessed. I have the Holy Spirit within me to lead me and to guide me mm -hmm. into remembrance of all things. I have salvation, and I have a relationship with the living God, mm -hmm. the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Yes. Amen. Who else has a thought you want to share? Papa Bell. Uh, this is, a, this is a, a word that I actually heard earlier when Adam was up and asked people to speak, but not being a member here, I didn't. But I really feel this is for all of you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And it goes on to complete that verse. But I really felt like God was speaking a word of strength, a word of empowerment. And the key thing is, is that wait upon the Lord, waiting in expectation, waiting in anticipation, waiting knowing that your God wants to bless you for you are his son and daughter, hmm. knowing that it's time to step forth for it is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. And it is that Christ in you for who he sees you to become and who he sees you are, who he gifted you, who he equipped you to be in the fullness of all of that, that your father is expectantly waiting. And he says, those that live in my presence and are aware of my presence, I will. My, my, his mercy and, and, his, and his grace, his grace is so big that it will cause you to be who he wants you to be. It's not about you. It's not about your power. But it's about him. And he's, your father is waiting for you to burst forth. And, he, and, then I, and then the other verse I got that I looked at that was the, in Ezekiel 47. I will breathe into these dry bones. Yes. And they will come to life. And God is wanting to breathe into every dry area in our lives. Everything that we have kind of tucked away. Everything that we think that we are not to be or that we can't be. And he wants to take that time and bring it to life. It's your time. It's, it's Christ in you. He's ready to come forth. Mm, amen. Come on, Kurt. This is, this is Jamie, one of our missionaries. He needs a little more training, Adam. Uh, I, I, he did it on his own. I apologize. <laughs> um, the part that stuck out to me, or this is the thought that I had, is that um, we have the ability to bless or give the opportunity for blessing more than anyone has been blessed before. Mm. Because there's two parts to it. Like, you have to hear it, and you have to put it into practice. And we don't have the ability to change someone's mind or make them put it into practice, but we certainly have the ability to make sure that they've heard. Mm. Good thoughts, Jamie. Thank you. Who else has something to share? So I'm one of those like literal people, so I didn't write anything down. Look, I just—it's right there, right? Duh. <clears throat> That's what I thought. But um, as I'm sitting listening to people, it—it's um, kind of like I was talking to Patty here. The more of the word that you have in yourself, that more of the word that you know, the more you actually know how blessed you are. 
Because otherwise, you see, blessing as what the world would see what blessing is, as opposed to what the Lord sees as blessing is. Mm. So if I don't know about mercy, if I don't know about faith, then I can't put it into practice. I can't demonstrate it. I can't even live it for myself. And then the world wouldn't even know what that is outside of what a secular perspective is. Mm. So my thoughts. Awesome, Pam. Thank you. Shoni, or who do we have? Can we bring the house lights up, guys? You don't have to stand up. I'm Chantel Hatch, for those of you who don't know me. And my thoughts on the subject, I wrote down that God's ways are so different than mine mm. that it takes a miracle for me to lay down my thoughts mm. in a way that opens the door to understanding. And when I do that, then I've, I've, it's like walking through a portal into a whole different world and a different way of, of living and, yes. and a, a way of knowing that and I am truly incredibly blessed yes amen can I do one no you in a second in oh, a you have second. to wait your okay. turn okay. wait your turn oh well wait my turn well, okay well Adam, even even when he's not preaching he's still speaking no here's the thing everybody's thoughts are valid Okay. <laughs> Sir, uh, Mr. Levant. It, it is my turn? It is. <laughs> cool. Um, I, uh, well, I'm not, the Bible makes it clear that blessing is a good thing. And um, as I think both my wife and I would say, I'm not so sure that we define blessing the way God does. Because um, I'm sure he's blessing me and yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, this but, is how I'd like to be blessed. <laughs> I think he's blessing me this way. Right, yeah. Not this way. Yeah. And the, the, but the part that really stuck with me is I really, really love the idea of rolling around what the Bible says as concepts and thoughts and what I might do with them. And this just says, go do it. Mm. Like, don't spend all your time just learning. You've learned. There's, there's other verses that say this, I think, in Colossians somewhere. Um, just go, you, you've learned. Go. Go, That's good, go do it. Adam. Yeah. That is good. Because <laughs> we can spend a lot of time picking it, thinking about it. Go do it. Good. Um, what came to my mind was, okay, what was going through Christ's mind? Mm -hmm. And what is sort of his perspective? And what I got is he sees everybody as individuals, and he can see what the power of God's word, when they put it in practice, mm -hmm. would happen when he looks at that person and when he looks at this the woman that spoke, and on and on. And then I thought, well, how does he know that? Well, he's God, and he is the word hmm. of God. So he knows exactly the impact that this will have in each person's life. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Kurt, you can have a turn, Kurt. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, there's a verse somewhere that talks about the man who looks in the mirror Yep. And then when he turns away, he forgets what he looks like. Yep. And um, for me, it's, it's like if I'm learning math or a language or something, and I, I just hear the lecture, but I don't do anything about it, then you know, I, I'm not going to learn that math concept or, or be able to speak the language. Yeah. Um, for those of us that have been in, um, in education, there's a, a saying that um, if I hear it, I forget it. If I see it, I remember it. But if I do it, then I understand. Mm. 
So um, in doing, we are not only being a blessing to ourselves, we're getting blessed, but then we're also being a blessing to others. Mm, so true. Yeah, I think, it, is it James? Be doers, not just hearers. Faith without work is dead. If you look in a mirror, if you don't do it, if you look in your mirror and leave, you forget what you look like. That's what they compare it to. Yeah, if we're not doing it, such a great point. I can't see. Chris. Oh, that's right. Shadrach is saying that what you just said is exactly what Shadrach wanted to say. It's awesome. Good. Thank you, Shadrach. Uh, so much of what has been talked about and said today by, by many people made me think of, uh, from Joshua, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Mm. And the way God used Joshua to bless his uh, people, the 12 tribes, and giving them so much, uh, there's so much that he can give us and will give us. And, and again, what has struck me the opening chapters of Joshua, God told Joshua this, I think, five or six times. He repeated it over and over. Be strong and courageous. Mm, mm, yes. Oh, that's good. Can I go now? <laughs> you haven't said we yes. We are all super excited. <laughs> Please. Uh, what, what, I, as I was thinking about it, all of a sudden it came to my mind that the people that you were talking about that were blessed were people that were just going about their ordinary lives and something happened to them that caused them to be blessed. But that's sort of a passive thing. And all of a sudden it occurred to me that somebody who will enter into the word and will enter into the practice of the word, it's not a passive thing, it's an active thing that you chose and there's no end of it. Mm. it kill, it's the sky's the limit, it goes on and on and on and on. That's beautiful. Thank you, Kurt. Mike. Sorry, Adam, I'm like, headache. No, uh, no connecting ways. that to what Adam said, too, there's this, both of these things are true that flows through knowing the word and putting it into practice. Uh, Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God, and the second one's just like it, to love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. You can't separate those two things. Mm -hmm. It has to flow through, and the blessing comes in being a part of that, fl flowing through. That's good. The part I got out of it is where it's about the blessing and the hearing. Is that those who hear and just believe, just from hearing, not from seeing, not from anything else, just because you heard it and you believe and you changed your actions just because you believe you heard it. Not mm -hmm. because you've seen anything else except for the hearing and it changed you. Mm -hmm. That is a huge gift because we have never seen Jesus and we probably will never have seen it until we need meet him. But we believe, we believe mm. 2,000 years later, we still believe as if those days are a living and existing right yes. now. Yes, yes, amen. Doesn't Paul say that? Is it Paul that says, and you haven't seen, and you believe? Yes, yes, so good. <laughs> um, I'm Kara. Um, so as we've been um, looking at this, I feel like I can see, okay, hearing and then putting it into practice, and that feels like work sometimes. Like, I don't want to put it into practice because then I have to, like, do hard things. And so I was reminded of um, Philippians 2, um, 
um, says that for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And so that's what being empowered is. It's not just um, <clears throat> I'm hearing it and now I have to by myself do that hard thing. But he's putting that desire in me to do it. So he's giving me the joy. And then he's also giving me the power by the Holy Spirit to do that. Mm, that's so good. And that's true. Um, <laughs> I think one of the hardest things in the world is to ask God to change you to be more like how you want to be for Him. Because that means you have to kind of give up your own, like, selfish ways. But it's true, isn't it? When you say, God, make me love your word. God, make me excited to go to church on Sunday. Like, if we pray these things, it changes us. And then we're free from the baggage that was holding us back. Yeah. You know, the first thing that came to mind when I was reading this about my when I soaped this, um, I don't value the Bible enough. And I was reading, um, anyone read Wayne Codero's The Divine Mentor? Anyone read this? It's a great book. Wayne Codero is a pastor in Hawaii, and he was in China working with um, pastors there. He had like, I think, 20-something, gosh, um, don't quote me. But the story's in the book, and he's talking about working with these pastors. All of them have been in prison for at least three years, at multiple times, three-year sentences for believing and talking about Jesus. And um, he didn't have enough Bibles for everyone to share, and so he starts teaching, and one of the ladies hands her Bible away. And he thought, that's weird. If I didn't have a Bible, I would hold on to it, right? Then she starts quoting it along with him as he's reading it out. And she talks about how while she was in prison, people would smuggle in handwritten passages. She would memorize them and discard the note before it was found. She memorized the Bible. <laughs> and he, in his story, says, we all have, in America, multiple Bibles in our homes. And we don't value them. I think, man, I'm not valuing the word of God like I should. Um, the second thing is, my life shows that this is true. When I do what the word of God says, my life is different. For example, <laughs> it's really hard to sit on these chairs when you have short legs, but I'm really dizzy right now. Um, you know, I had to go to the hospital for my headache. Here we are, $3,000 later, my portion. Insurance is paid. I still don't have an answer. The bills start arriving and I start to freak out. Because who just has $3,000 to waste on a headache? <laughs> I'd love to spend that other ways. And, um, and I was just anxious and worried and sad and defeated and frustrated and upset. And I was texting with my girlfriend about how junky I was feeling. And I thought, I'm going to go YouTube some Joyce Meyer. I like her. She, like, kicks my butt into gear. She just speaks my language. And she was just talking about believing God. This YouTube that I found. And I'm listening to her talk about the promises of God. And I'm sitting there, and my, my mental and emotional state is changing. These are not positive affirmations. This is literally, I'm being changed. 
Not because I'm putting positive thoughts into the universe, right? Because I know the one in whom I trust and his word is true. His promises are true. $3,000, $3. Does it matter to God? $300,000, does it matter to God? No. So why does it matter to me? And I know um, my family's always tithed. They, they just have. And so that's what I've just done. The Bible says to do it, I do it. I'm not going to enter into a debate about whether I should or not. I don't want to spend my life explaining why I don't have to do what the Bible says. <laughs> I want to spend my life doing what it says without complaining. That's just me. So <laughs> I'm not great at it. I'm just telling you what my goal is, okay? <laughs> so I tithe, and here's what I know. It doesn't matter what our paycheck says. It could be blank, because God writes in whatever amount he needs for us to have. Anyone else experience that? And it's not about a mansion, and it's not about owning planes, right? It's about he supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. That's the truth of my life. If I'm not in the word, I so quickly forget that. I get anxious and worried, and the budget screams at me. I try and find ways to earn money, and they all fail. <laughs> God is my source, the end. Tithing does that for me. Raising hands. The Bible says I want holy men to lift their hands in prayer everywhere, okay? Why? Why would he have us do that? It's weird. Raise your hands. For me, in prayer and worship, when I raise my hands to God, it changes me. If you've never raised your hands in worship, I double-dog dare you to give it a try. Something happens. It's odd, isn't it? Anyone else? It changes you. It's what Chantel said. It's like you're walking through a, what do you call it, Shani? Walking through a portal into another dimension. That's what happens when we're living the word of God. We read it, we do it, and things are different. Anyone else experience that? We have to remember this to be true. It is by grace we're saved, not works. We're not talking about salvation here. We're talking about our healing. We're talking about our sanctification. We're talking about getting free of the things that just hold us, keep us down. We're talking about greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. We're talking about fighting the enemy because Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And we have God. This is what we're talking about, right? There's something about doing the word of God that is most blessed. Isn't there? Yeah. Um, oh, the other one is being in community with other believers. I'm like aggressively set for that. <laughs> I don't actually like it. I'm not a huge fan of people knowing my business and being able to comment in my life. Anyone else not a huge fan of that? It's awkward and difficult, but you know what? I'd have to say 80% of the time, the stuff they say to me is from the Lord. Stuff that I can't see on my own. The other 20%, love you, it's fine, we'll get along, it's cool, right? But being in a church family utterly changes you. When people say that they're believers but they don't go to church, a huge red flag goes off, not like, oh, danger, but like grief. 
God's ways are good. They make us into something more beautiful than we will ever get to on our own. Right? Okay. When I, uh, one of my favorite, I'm not a big fan of devotionals that other people have written. The devotional that I like to read is like gathered scriptures on a common theme and no human has written about it. It's just like scriptures and scriptures. I just am a purist, I guess, or something. <laughs> what do you call that? Because <laughs> sometimes I read other people's devotionals and I'm like, they took the work out of it for me. I didn't have to ask God what the passage meant because they just told me, which is great, love you. I know there are some good ones out there. Everyone's different. This is just my brain. Can I tell you that, so there's a morning reading and a night reading. When I'm reading those regularly, not a day, not one day goes by where I don't use that scripture in that day. Not just sometimes speaking it out loud, but sometimes something happens and I'm like, oh, that's what God was talking about. It's a living, dynamic presence in my life. Anyone else? You're like, man. And when you go without it, you're like, I kind of miss it. And then life just gets normal. And then you just are like, well, I don't know. I don't like reading my Bible. <laughs> like you get to that place, anyone? Like I'm just not even gonna pick it up. And then you get back into it and you see, wow, the living God is speaking into my life. How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna, you don't wanna do it out of requirement, but out of passion. Man, this is a problem, right? But what I love about it is, so the, the Essene community, you guys know about the Essene community, um, around the time of Christ, there was a group of people that left mainstream living, established their own village, in essence, and uh, lived God's ways. They didn't want to be tainted. And can I tell you, with small children, I would love to live in an Essene community where I could raise them in God's ways without all the junk. But God says, be in the world, not of it. Be in it. And this is how I can be in it and not of it. Because the word of God is my Essene community. <laughs> the word being made live in me enables me to be in the world, not of it. It's almost like a byproduct. It's really not that hard to be in the world, not of it, when you're like chowing down on the word of God, right? It's not like a restriction, be in the world, not of it. It's a promise. It changes us when we're, we're feeding on the word of God. Um, okay. <laughs> but these were, those were my thoughts when I first read this passage. Can I tell you what God said to me? <laughs> it's quite different <laughs> than the other things. Because we all have great thoughts, right? I mean, he made us really smart. He gave us brains. You know, we have thoughts. He made us this way. It's not bad. When I prayed about it, what I saw was a waterfall and waters. And what I felt like God said to me is, I lead you beside still waters. And I realized there is a huge distinction in this moment. Um, being a Christian is not a self-improvement process. Right? I mean, let's... Honestly, we could all sit down and write all the terrible things about ourselves that need to be fixed, and we could make a list. Let's prioritize number one, work on that one first, 
I mean, we could do this self-improvement style, couldn't we? Pull out all the things that the Bible says Christians should be, and we could really work hard at doing that, right? We could. Death. That is death. Can I just tell you? Anyone else tried that? It's not nice. (laughs) It doesn't actually produce fruit. What I felt like God said to me about this is, when you read the word and put it into practice, what you're actually doing is having a relationship with the shepherd. This is God's word. He is speaking to us. Very rarely would my self-improvement sheet say, and go beside still waters. Take a break. You're great. I love you. You're awesome. And yet, God says that to me all the time. When we read the word and put it into practice, we are walking with our shepherd. There's life in that. It is not (laughs) self-improvement. Josh was a javelin thrower. Anyone else know this about Josh? Um, The interesting thing about throwing javelin, it really doesn't have a lot to do with your arms. It has more to do with throwing with your whole body. If you've ever seen that in action, it's crazy. And he was very, very good. But he never had a coach. He was self-coached. Because there was a track coach at all the schools he went to, but never a throwing coach that specifically focused on javelin. One day during, was it your senior year? So his last season of eligibility, he got to have a two-hour session with the UW javelin coach. He was at Northwest U at the time. Major, right? The coach took one-on-one time with him and talked to him about the tilt of your arm, right? So you carry the javelin back here before you throw it. And he just talked about the angle and the tilt of his hand as he ran, not even as he threw, like the pre-throw, right? At his next meet, he qualified for nationals, something he'd been trying to do all the years of competing because his self-coaching only got him so far. He needed a shepherd to fine-tune little things. That's what we get with the Word of God. Now, we're in empowered and we want to be empowered. That's number two. Can I tell you what number one is? To be discipled by the shepherd. That's the first layer. Empowered is on top of that, right? If we're not in the word, walking with the shepherd, what's empowerment going to land on? Like, Uh, (laughs) Do you feel what, tell me that you feel what I'm saying. The word is our life. The word is everything. Oh, to be like that lady in China who had it memorized. I am horrible at memorizing, horrible. I don't know where any verses are. And yet, I need to spend more time in the Word. How about you? In our Empowered series, this is our foundation. I don't think you can know God without the Word. 
Now, God is amazing because there are people that have never had the word and he visits them. We've heard about people groups where angels have come and dwelled with them and taught them about Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We don't have that excuse, people. (laughs) We actually have the Bible. Shame on us if we say, I don't need the Bible. I'm going to wait on a visitation. God's like, yeah, I already visited you. Not that he won't visit us again, right? But the, the voice of the shepherd, we need it. So, we need a coach. So there you go. There's my observations. I'm going to read a passage to you. And I really don't... This is what I felt like God said to me. Okay, so I'm just going to put it out there. It may not be for you. Psalm 23, when the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. When the Lord is my shepherd, he makes me lie down in green pastures. When he's my shepherd, he leads me beside still waters. When he's my shepherd, he restores my soul. When he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake, on and on and on. I choose the when. He never changes. But reading the word has us engage with the shepherd. Yeah? Hear me on this. I am not saying that God only does good things for us when we do what he wants. Do you hear me on this? That is not what I'm saying, right? I'm just saying that Jesus says more blessed is he who hears the word and puts it into practice. And I know the presence of the shepherd in my life is stronger. No, that's wrong. It's the wrong way to say it. My attention to his shepherding is stronger when I'm engaged in the word. Yeah? So what do we do? What do we do? We don't want to get into works. There's my application. Oh, I even had it there for you. Going after the Bible. Let's go after the Bible. What do we need to do? If you've never read the Bible, I love what Kurt said about the pictorial Bible. I'm actually going to recommend another option for you. If you've never read the Bible, or if you're like, I don't understand the scope and sequence of everything, like I don't get the stories, I love this kid's pictorial Bible. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible. And um, it gives you a great overview, and it's fun, and there's pictures. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, And my kids love this, and they are learning the scope and sequence of the Word of God. If you didn't know Jesus when you were five, you can catch up. (laughs) It's not too late. I'm serious. Josh and I actually had a friend get saved in college, and we bought him a kid's Bible. It's not to say that we're stupid and we can't read the Bible. I'm telling you that the Bible was written by people who knew God, for people who knew God, and then there's a New Testament that has some passages for people who don't know God. If you want to catch up and become part of the culture of the people who knew God, this is a great way. Or the pictorial Bible, let's already call it graphic. When they say graphic, I think like graphic. So it's weird to me, graphic novel. I don't want to read that. (laughs) like that lady, Jesus. Anyway, 
graphic. Yeah, so if you don't have a Bible today, will you grab one? Get into the Word. Um, there's bookstores, Amazon sells these, and there's bookstores everywhere that sells kids' Bibles. Um, if you don't have a regular Bible reading practice in your life, will you choose a day, schedule it in? Today, we soaped together. Scripture is the first part. Observation is what we did next. We just kind of wrote down our thoughts. Application now is how do we apply it to our lives? And for me, it was that Psalm 23 and wanting to get back into the Word more. That's my application. And P is prayer, S-O-A-P-E. We as a church have um, the whole Bible reading through a year or so of scriptures. It's on Facebook every day, a passage from the old and a passage from the new. You could read through it and do exactly what we did today. Soap is a great way to study the Bible because it just is a dialogue with you and God. Better still, meet someone and soap together. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man, I need a nap. So, I have soap sheets. If you do not have a sheet and you want it, I have two piles down here at the front. If you don't have a regular Bible study process in your life, today's your day. Get it going. Get it going, okay? Put your Bible in a convenient place. I looked... I long and hard before I purchased this Bible. I was looking for specific dimensions that could fit in my little handbag. Wallet, phone, Bible. That's the size of handbag. I wanted this with me all the time. So you get stuck, your doctor's running late, or something. your kids have practice, and, w- and it's there for you. And you have to make a choice. You know, you could fiddle around on Facebook on your phone, or you could grab out your Bible. It's a pretty big choice. Sometimes I choose Facebook. Um, uh, On the back of your toilet, stick a Bible there. (laughs) Telling you, it's good. Get some Bible on tape and stick it in your car. This, actually, this kid's Bible comes as a CD as well. My kids listen to it when they're going to sleep at night. Um, uh, Read the Bible cover to cover if you never have. Choose a translation like New Living or Message because it's very conversational. Just read it on through, like a novel. Just read it. It's not a big deal. Don't, like, set yourself, like, I'm going to read it in 30 days because you will not enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) But take some time to read it through. If you have read the Bible cover to cover, do it again and again. Choose a different translation every time to mix it up. Because, you know, sometimes you read a passage and you're like, yeah, 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 I read this. Yep. Yeah, read it. So find a new translation, and you're like, that's a weird word. I actually have to use the dictionary a lot when I'm reading the Bible. Don't feel weird about that. We're not that smart. I'm not. So I use the Bible. I love the Amplified. I love um, using a um, a concordance and a thesaurus and all kinds of things to learn more about the Bible. You do not have to be a scholar to do it. Okay? What else? What do you do to spice up your Bible reading? What do you got? Yell it out to me. You write it out. Yeah, that actually is really helpful. When I'm sermon prepping, the first thing I do is write out the whole passage to get my body engaged in it. Yeah. Yes, Kelly, thank you. Because with the Lord as our shepherd, 
We want him to be reading it with us. If you struggle reading the Bible, ask God to make you love it. He can do it, Sharon. Oh, that's great. So listening to a CD recording of it and reading along. That's fantastic. Yeah, especially if you're an auditory learner, visual learner, learn out your, work out your learning style and go with it, you know? Yes, Kathy. Wowzers. <laughs> that is awesome. She's taking a portion and learning it in another language? What language? Oh, that's good. That's a good meaty way to learn the Bible. <laughs> no, that's good. If you're bilingual or want to be bilingual, and actually, you know, honestly, missionaries around the world are using English language teaching. They're using the Bible as their textbook. Why aren't we? That's beautiful, Kathy. Thank you. Zach. Wow. Turn off Britney Spears and listen to the Bible. I hear you, Zach. Oh. That's great. Did you hear that? There are apps that um, have a narration for the Bible, and there's also bookmarking capabilities on those apps, and so you can stop it and pause it, but he, he's cool. He has Bluetooth in his car, and so he can listen to it from his, that's cool. <laughs> Don't, like, put your earbuds in and drive along with your, <laughs> that's illegal, but, <laughs> but, you know, I actually podcast sermons while I do things like cleaning and dishes and stuff. Um, yeah, I have my favorite Bible teachers that just speak to my heart, and I, podcast cue those suckers and I'm like anything I can do to not be like me <laughs> Anna oh okay free Bibles on Kindle and Kindle reader is a free app that you can put on your desktop or anything really there's the Kindle app, so you can get free Bibles, all kinds of different kinds. That's great. Jen. Daily audio Bible that you can stream. Nice. Man, Paul. Talk to the Lord. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Paul says that he talks to the Lord and, and asks God to teach him from the word. And you guys, that is so important because this is what we get with a shepherd. God knows you. He knows what you need today. It's different from every other person. And he wants to teach you something today from that scripture. We all got different stuff from the passage today, didn't we? We all got different. Kurt's given me the wrap-up. 
Greg, how fast can you say it? He's writing his own commentary. That's amazing. Applicable stuff that he wants to remember. I mean, you're keeping a companion to your Bible. It, amazing. You guys, Kimberly. Good, Lori. Oh, scripture set to music. Yeah, because you learn it that way. I do know. I, that's how I do memorize scripture is the kids. <laughs> We're not as fun, Lori. Come on. Seeds family worship. Anyone else done seeds family worship? Love it. So good for kids. Kelly, Kirk, come on up. I love that. Get together with people and be like, hey, you want to read the Bible and let's just talk about it? There are also great um, online, actually, you, uh, iTunes has um, iUniversity. Am I saying it right? iUniversity? My brain is fretzing right now. Um, and you can actually listen to seminary classes through iTunes. I know the, the seminary that I listen to is controversial, so I'm not going to say which one it is, but <laughs> eat the chicken, spit out the bones. That's how we eat. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guys, thank you for thank you. doing that with me. Love you. Love you. And um, make it happen, yeah? Let's be people of the word. Amen. Yeah. Amen. In fact, take, grab, grab your cups, okay? Oh, you know what? Before you say that, I just want to say this really quick. Go. This is important. I just want to tell you some promises of the word. Second Timothy, this is one of my favorite passages. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Reading the Word is so important. Amen. Lord, in Jesus' holy and precious name, we lift it.